Harris is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Can you believe it? He's going for the corner. Kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. Welcome everyone back to the fifth year podcast after a little two week or week hiatus uh, for the holidays. We are back. Uh, apologies for no episode last week due to the holidays and a pretty boring uh, bowl slate last week. Decided to take off, but excited to be back as we are ramping up for the home stretch of bowl season and the college football playoffs. So we got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about bowl recaps, uh, craziness of the college football world, and then obviously the bowl and playoff previews. So uh, let's kind of hop right in. We're going to quickly recap some of the some of the uh, bowl games. Uh, the one that, or one of the ones that stood out to me most, that we've seen was that. Uh, Western Kentucky App State game, and that's only because Bailey Zappi of Western Kentucky broke two NCAA records, threw for 5,967 yards on the season with 62 touchdowns, and they tore up App State. That was a, a wild game where every time – I was kind of watching on and off, and every time I uh, turned it on, there was another touchdown. So uh, impressive stuff there. Uh, in the Independence Bowl, UAB upset number 13, BYU. Uh, good game for Dylan Hopkins, nine, or 189-yard, three touchdowns. Uh, UAB had a game-winning touchdown uh, with six minutes left in the game. Uh, before BYU looked like they were going to go tie it up and force overtime, but ended up turning the ball over. So big upset and big win for Bill Clark and uh, UAB there. Uh, Utah State beat Oregon State in the first-ever Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Probably the best season in Utah State history, going 11-3 Mountain West Conference champs. Uh, and they didn't win a game last year. So really impressive first season for, for Blake Anderson. Uh, San Diego State beat UTSA in the Frisco Bowl, 38-24. Uh, good season for both teams, but uh, first ever 12-win uh, season for the Aztecs. Uh, U- or UTSA was out without uh, Sincere McCormick, their uh, star running back who was the conference player of the year. Uh, but U- uh, San Diego State's offense really uh, – Kind of carried him this game after defense has carried him all season. Lucas Johnson had a career high, 333 passing yards. So impressive performance there. Uh, tough start to the bowl season for the SEC uh, with Missouri uh, losing to Army. Uh, Florida losing to Central Florida. Auburn losing to Houston. And then as we speak right now, Tech is taking it to Mississippi State. So I guess that's kind of of the recap portion. What stood out to me the most is how the SEC is struggling. Uh, Ruley, Clint, any any thoughts on what we've seen both season so far? Well, the games don't count yet. The, the, if the SEC wanted oh, to yeah. go out there and beat, if not. they wanted to go out there and beat the piss out of all these guys, they would do that same thing. Oh, obviously. and yeah. On top of that, congrats to you guys. Now, if OU ever loses a bowl game, you can just be like, "Well, we didn't care. It doesn't matter." I'm that so might confused. be the best. That might be the best thing for OU out of this whole deal is they can just lose bowl games and nobody gives a shit. Can we? So if we lose to Oregon, can we go ahead and pull that? Like, is that allowed? I see. I don't know. See, I it, I am I'm so conflicted. I find myself rooting hard against the SEC. Like, it's like a natural tendency for me in bowl season, and I, I can't find myself rooting for the SEC. So, but yeah, that will be nice to be able to, you know. Hey, we don't care. It's just a, a bowl game. Like, <laughs> yeah, like all our all our good guys weren't playing. Like, if we wanted to show up, we could have. Yeah, but yeah. Um, potential Big Twelve teams haven't looked bad in the, in the not at all. Before. That Houston defense was. I mean, they've been good all year. They Auburn couldn't do anything on them all. I mean, Wait, it is was, that is that a, is that a twelve win season? Yeah, Houston? third yeah. third ever 12, 12 win season for Houston. And they have a legit head coach. Um, Dana's obviously won some games before, but I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm excited they're joining. We actually have good programs running the conference, but at the same time, it's just another school for OSU to compete with, recruiting wise, especially. Yeah, but they they've looked good so far. 
Yeah, the no. SEC. That I feel like this happens every bowl season. I could be wrong on that, but yeah, yeah. That I mean, I think it just kind of shows the SEC. I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from the SEC, but it's a top-heavy conference just because yeah, you know, Alabama and Georgia are awesome. Like, but the bottom of the SEC is no different than the bottom of the Big Twelve. It's no different than the bottom of the Big Ten. You know, middle of the pack. Well, I mean, the, I'm in the bo- I'm in the bottom of the Big Twelve. Kicking the Actually, bottom of the SEC's ass right now. It's oh yeah, twenty-seven. It's twenties as we speak. Twenty-seven to seven. Tech just ran a play up. from the Tech. two. They're about to score again. I mean, and yeah, Tech's not very good. They had like hundred eighty rushing yards in the first half. Tech is a team that averaged one yard per pass against Oklahoma State. And yes, it's OSU. One yard per pass, and they are carving Mississippi. Looks like Vince Young right now compared to these guys. 507 against Mississippi State, and that's yeah. these big bad SEC defenses. Like, it, it's every. Um, it is what I don't think Mississippi State would have had seven wins in the Big Twelve. Uh, they would have probably been about where they are actually. Yeah. Well, and the, and you know you know Mike Leach badly to beat Texas Tech. I don't know yeah. what I, I you say that, but I saw him go for it on fourth and sixteen earlier in the game in the third quarter. So I, I really don't know how badly he does want to beat Texas Tech. Really Can't weird. I thought I thought it was I thought it was a glitch. Like this the screen is messed <laughs> up. Then I see Tech's offense tried out that. there. So I was like, I guess I'm wrong. That's insane. Thirty four seven now. Wow. But also is uh Bailey Zappi he's draft eligible, I'm assuming. Yeah, he he I think entered his name that or he said he tweeted something out a couple days ago saying he's leaving. That guy's a stud. You should come play at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is real. the real deal. I, I'll i say the bigger story for me so far this bowl season, I mean, there's been some good games, some impressive performances, but the main thing is all these cancellations. I thought that was a thing of the past. We made it through the entire regular season with no issues, and now what, like five or six bowl games have been canceled. You have the – uh, the Holiday Bowl today canceled. The Barstool Bowl was canceled. The uh, Fenway Bowl was canceled. There's a couple others as well. Um, this is a, an issue, and I don't know. Like, I get like COVID. Our teams just. I think it's a. I think it's a. Pro, I think it's a protocol issue. We're using the same protocols mm-hmm. from July, August, and I've heard plenty of people say this. You know, it's like the NFL actually is going to stop testing people that are vaccinated and asymptomatic or. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, if they're vaccinated and have no symptoms. No symptoms. So let's just, we, we should probably be testing less, especially in college basketball, college basketball is in jeopardy of not having a full season. Yeah. Um, with all these cases and, and what's going on. And I'm assuming if you're a college basketball coach at the moment, you kind of hoping your whole team gets it right now. Yeah. Um, but I guess even if they're vaccinated, they could get it again in March. Who knows? But, yeah, I think the protocols just needed an update, which they're not going to get one at this point. I think it's just whatever. And you have some coaches that are on one side of it. And then guys like Gundy said, as long as we have 11, we'll play. Uh, so it, yeah, it is what that. it is at this point. But hopefully they make if, – if, unfortunately, somehow this is still around by next football season, there's some updating to the policies. There would have to be in order for them to, to play the full season. They have to. And like you said, they need to make changes for the college basketball season because it's going to be worse than last season was. I mean, I've seen several SEC openers are – I think the KU-TCU game was postponed. OSU uh, flaked – or OSU COVID against Tech Saturday too. So it's, it, they're adding up quick. Basketball is going to travel too, obviously, two games a week. But the issue is like the NFL, the NBA – they're an organization with 30 teams in the United. It's easy for them to go and just NFL. Yeah. We'll stop testing players that don't have symptoms. The NCAA is a total shit show. Like who makes that decision? The con- yeah, it has to be conference by conference. It's just like UCLA, for example, I know their bowl game or they dipped on the holiday bowl the day of, and they have like, more, I think more like their COVID guidelines are like insane, like more so than the average college football team. So it's just so split amongst conferences and teams and their protocols that it's just I don't another know thing I, I don't know another thing is uh kind of when OU in Texas it was announced them going to the SEC and how each conference was kind of doing their own thing no one was really talking things were happening so fast you'd think that that would happen also and like one conference comes out does one protocol that's 
a lot more free than one. It, it would just open yeah. up a whole new can of worms. I'll guarantee you you'll see the SEC and Big 12 on the forefront, and probably ACC too, on the forefront of making those adjustments as COVID evolves. Because obviously yeah. it's not the same as it was in March of 2020. But, you right. know, Pac-12, Big 10 probably lag, lag a little bit on that front. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that works. I mean, like, like it, when the 2020 season, when that was being decided, you saw ACC, SEC kind of packed together, Big 10, Pac-12 pa- uh, packed together, and then Big 12 was kind of the deciding factor. So I think, you know, we'll kind of see similar, similar situation as, as they adjust. And they're going to have to, I mean, because – that along with, I mean, there's just so many issues with college sports right now. Uh, we can talk it's about it. It's crazy. Other- We're comparing two COVID seasons. Like, it just sucks. It's still going on. We went an entire regular season without any issues. Yeah. Were there any games besides that USC Cal game late in the season? I can't think of it. Were there any other regular season games, at least at the Power Five level, that were affected? I don't think there were. Yeah, that Cal game is the only one I can think I of. I get the Omicron. Yeah, not to, not to my knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I get the new, yeah, whatever. I don't really. I, I'm tired of talking about COVID. Me too. <laughs> I'm over it. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move along. A lot of bowl games, playoff stuff to talk about. So let's just hop right in. Uh, we'll start uh, with a good slate of games tomorrow. Uh, we've got Clemson and Iowa State. Uh, Ruley, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I don't want to say Clemson has nothing to play for because they do. Like they're Clemson, but I'm. Just, Gonna go out on a limb and guess the Iowa State guys are more fired up to play this one. Uh, Clemson coming in, you know, the expectation is to to play in the playoff and not being there and being in the Cheese It Bowl mm-hmm. um, is a little bit of a letdown. Same, I guess, same for can be said for Iowa State though. You yeah, know, they had big aspirations this year, didn't deliver, but I think they're gonna send Brock Purdy and those guys off with a bang. I don't, I They've won so it's the winningest class in the history of Iowa State football. These are their guys, like this is the best they've ever been, this group of guys. So I Iowa State's offense might struggle to score points though against this club's defense because it is good. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see who calls plays with the departure of Venables. I'm sure they've already named a guy. I think but, they've yeah, I think they've got two code even coordinators or something. I don't know which one's calling the plays. Yeah, because Dabo's an offensive guy anyway by trade, isn't he? Yeah, he was was never a coordinator. Yeah, he was a receivers coach, right? Yeah, so um, that'll be interesting, though, to see who's going to man the ship for Clemson defensively, though. Yeah, yeah, I I keep going back and forth on this. My initial thought was exactly your thought. Iowa State more fired up. Clemson's offense stinks. If Purdy is able to not turn the ball over, which at times – I mean, the story of Iowa State – and, I mean, it's not just Iowa State. Football in general, if you win turnover battles, you'll probably win – Typically, you'll win the game, but if he can not give Clemson, if he can avoid throwing interceptions and giving Clemson short fields, I like I like Iowa State too because I just don't see. I mean, Iowa State's got a good defense. I don't see Clemson outside of Georgia. Iowa State's I would is definitely the best defense Clemson's faced all year. Clemson couldn't move the ball on anyone all season, so I don't necessarily see that yeah. changing against Iowa State. But then again. That Clemson defense is nasty and could force some turnovers, get some short fields, and I could easily see him winning the game. I mean, they finished the season strong relative to the way they started it. So, I'm I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to go with Iowa State, but I mean, this is a toss-up game. All right, let's uh, Alamo Bowl, OU, Oregon, two teams with interim head coaches Stoops at the helm for the Sooners. For maybe a last rodeo, uh, Oregon. Uh, they, I forget. I don't. I don't have it written down who their interim is. Um, McClendon. I just McClendon. Said. Not sure his um, first name, but so this one, I do think that typically when you see two teams with out uh, with uh, similar situations, I think they're in similar boats. But I think it's a little bit different. OU had their coaching change earlier, uh, so they've had more time to adjust. Oregon also has a lot more opt-outs than OU. They also have injuries. Uh, I saw they had to move an off one of their freshmen off the line to the defensive line because they're so, so short-handed on the defensive line. Uh, OU's had more time to practice in front of for the in front of the new coaching staff, so I think they're they're fired up. And I've heard they've been practicing really really hard. Caleb Williams, 
um, I think has, has been practicing really well from what I've heard. Uh, so I think this OU is going to be ready. I'm not sure. I mean, Oregon very well might be – have been practicing really well too. I just haven't heard that. Um, I'm interested to see what – how both of these teams look. Are you going to see difference? Are they going to make some some adjustments? Uh, Gundy is calling the plays for OU. Uh, I could see he and Bedenboe kind of – because Lincoln has his – Lincoln had his uh, method to his madness where he stuck to what he liked. I could see Beatonbow and Gundy going, changing things up more to a uh, to fit the strengths of what their personnel is, because Riley loved loved uh, running those or pulling his guards um, for the run game. Even though the zone zone scheme probably works better for OU's personnel, they don't have the athletes on the offensive line that they had like in twenty seventeen when pulling those guards worked so well. Uh, so I think OU's going like, to maybe make some offensive adjustments because that and I could. I, mean, I really think it could be maybe one of the better games uh, they've, they've played offensively, uh, you know, not having a coach with a foot out the door. Um, and I have no idea what to expect from Oregon at all. Uh, like I said, they're really shorthanded. Uh, offensively, they'll have Die at running back. Uh, they'll have Anthony Brown, but who knows? They're without Thibodeau. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming Justin Flo is pull- – I think he's playing. I'm not 100% sure on that. So, another th- lot of unknowns in this game. I like OU. Uh, with Oregon being so shorthanded, uh, Oregon just—I don't think they've got the, the firepower to, uh, to keep up with, with Caleb Williams and company. But who knows? So many unknowns. I'm going to go with OU. I like OU to cover that number with all those injuries and stuff with Oregon. That number jumped quickly from like four and a half to seven two days ago. So uh, Vegas um, is aware too. I, I like OU's chances to cover the seven points. Though. I I wish I had gotten it sooner. Yeah, And I do want to clarify, this is not a reverse jinx because I like seeing the Big 12 win at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think OU is going to throttle them. I, Oregon was never that jump off the page good at no. any point in the season, except for that one game in week two. Yeah. Um, I think OU is going to beat them pretty bad, to be quite honest with you. Um, Bob Stoops, the guys are going to be fired up to go play for him. I'll go out and say these two things. Bob Stoops, they're going to win. They're going to play hard for Bob. I think Drake's probably going to score in, like, some, like, father-son moment. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, you, but like you talked about, um, the the luxury – we talked about it before, too. The luxury OU's had of having a guy that can come in and hold down the fort like this is insane. Um, Oregon doesn't have anything close to that, actually. They, they have other coaches leaving for other jobs, too. Like, their co-defensive coordinator is taking the Nevada head coaching job. He's been flying around recruiting for the University of Nevada the past couple of weeks, has barely been in Oregon practice. He's been back and forth. He was in Detroit for their bowl game the other day and then flew back the next day for the Alamo Bowl practice. Uh, a lot of moving parts for Oregon. They're just so thin everywhere, like you pointed out. I, I, don't, I, I really think OU's going to win this game by two or more touchdowns. Oregon's I, I, just not that good. I agree. Yeah. And you take away their best player and they're just thin across the board. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Clint, do you have, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah. Same thing with you. I don't really know what to expect, but I definitely think OU has more to play for with Stoops. Definitely lucky to have him to step in. And I think it's kind of like a prove it to Lincoln also, other than just Stoops being there, but kind of proving it to him, like you leave us in the season and, still play well in our bowl game. So I definitely think they have more to win or more to play for. So I'm of course going to pick OU and definitely want that rock and roll tequila bath. Yeah. Yeah. Really, <laughs> did you, you see that? They asked uh-huh. you if, if you'd take a, if he would take the a rock and roll tequila uh, get, or uh, victory bath at the end. And he said, yeah, yeah. What, what are they going to do? Fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, yeah. he, I, he, they, he's living it. I, right. Oh yeah. As he, I mean, he, as he kind of should be. I saw that they tried to pay him, or they told him they were going to pay him for the bowl game. He's like, "Fuck you, no." I think they like, did. I'll, I'll I send the check like, back. Yeah, and they ba- <laughs> no, they they basically like wired it to his bank account without him knowing. Like they had to pay him. Program yeah. guy. Program it's cool. guy. It's, it's cool that Drake is playing at the same time this is happening too. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Watch and it's gonna be an awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Caleb Williams last game to Sooner Jersey. This is, <laughs> it's gonna be emotional victory for you guys. That's uh-huh. for sure. dude. That would be brutal because 
if after all this, if he just failed, that would be brutal for OU fans. That would suck. Yeah. But he could go – you got to think about it. He could go anywhere in the country, but I guess Alabama and start next year. Yeah, I don't right? know. He, he'd go anywhere but Alabama and, like, but maybe – I mean, but like, you know, you have Ohio State, anyone with it. I think they'd start – I think they would take him over Stroud, though, right? Yeah, I don't think they would actually take him, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. He might transfer to South Carolina. I mean, if he went to them said, like, hey, I want to come. That's messed up that you would say that. Go to South Carolina and beat Rattler out. You're a sicko. Spencer Rattler's been through enough. They need to leave him alone. Yes. I think I think I would be shocked if if Williams doesn't stay. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow night. That'd be sweet. Mm -hmm. If he just says it and when they're celebrating, they got the big Alamo Bowl trophy going. (laughs) He gives a little Sam Allen. Yeah. Well, hey, Texas getting the Ewers kid, man. Could they could have the best two quarterbacks in the in the conference next year? Oh, the the two big boys, the blue bloods. Oh, they I should have the yeah. two best. They should, but it's Texas. <laughs> this is this is also true. So yeah, but that is a little scary. The thought of because that guy is insane. That guy's pretty. All right, well, he's really good. That's that's all I've got on on OU. I am. I one last thing. I am interested to see. There's a lot of young guys that we haven't seen a ton, so that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, yeah, I don't know. These bowl games are so it's a question mark. Yeah, yeah. Every every bowl game is basically a question mark. All right, yeah. first uh, New Year's Six bowl. We'll talk about another one with some unknowns. Pitt versus Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Pitt without Kenny Pickett, uh, who was the finished third in Heisman, and uh, Michigan State without star running back Kenneth Walker, who's probably the best running back all season long. Which sucks. I mean, like this is a New Year's Six bowl, and I this is there's just so many issues with college football. These bowl games literally like they do matter. I love watching them, especially these big New Year's Six bowls. But you don't get a real idea of, you know, there should be something about playing the I'm not blaming the guy the players, but there's gotta be some sort of incentive for these guys to play in these games. Can these bowl games start playing paying players? Uh they I mean they probably could, but like is money really going to keep a kid from opting out of the like the fucking Rose Bowl? Like, who opts out of the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Dude, Ohio State's had several guys. It's insane. So I'm saying that's like the coolest. Like, if if a kid's not going to stay and play the the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, then I think the only way they're staying involved is if they're in the playoff game. Yeah, I also understand with injuries and stuff, but why wouldn't you want to go experience, go to travel somewhere for a week with your team that you played with all year? Why don't you want to do that? I don't get it. This, okay, this kind of um, this kind of brings me something I was thinking about earlier. For example, Oklahoma State had two guys enter the portal, or more than that. So I think four so far. Which that's going to happen. Tanner McAllister, who's like a, not a starting safety, but rotates and plays a ton. Pretty solid player, and then a uh, kind of a backup D lineman. They've opted to play in the bowl game, though. They're in the Wait, portal, wow. but they're going to play in the bowl game. Which I saw a picture on Instagram of him there. I said that's weird, but Gundy said, "Yeah, they might stay. They might go." So, what do you guys think about people in the portal actually playing? That to me, that's kind of bizarre. That is bizarre. I, I if this is like a starter or a star player, I wouldn't like it one bit. But if it's a backup, and he's you know not going to be going, are these backups? No, I mean McAllister plays a lot. Tanner McAllister plays a ton at safety for OSU. I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't love it, but I mean, if a guy's just testing the water, I mean, it just. I th- but to me, it's kind of like if you're gonna quit your job, you better have another job lined up. Yeah. You know? That's the thing. So many of these guys that enter the portal don't actually have opportunities anyway. They don't you go love- anywhere else. There's no, not yeah. enough spots. There's legitimately not. And Gundy talks about it all the time. There's too many kids for how many spots are actually available. Same with college basketball. You had the number in the thousands last year, in the portal. Mm-hmm. You won't, we won't truly know the number until probably about January 5th, 6th of what this, what the portal is actually going to look like. And then I'm sure they'll, we'll have more throughout the spring, but until the season's actually over for everybody, but the final two, then uh, we really won't know. But the opt-outs, I don't know if there's really anything you can do about it at this point. No, the only thing, I think one thing that would, I mean, it might not, that kind of a domino effect is if you, you gotta get they gotta get rid of the, or, or get rid of or, or move the early signing day earlier in the year. Get rid of it because if you do that, less coach coaches aren't gonna be jumping right after the season. And kids, you know, if a coach is instead of leaving their job on November thirtieth, 
if instead they're leaving after the bowl season because they, you know, they could, they, and they're just signing February kids, not as many guys will be opting out or tra- transferring during bowl season. So I think that could have a small impact, but you're right. I mean, there's nothing you could. Now, I will say, I, I hate to keep quoting Gundy, but I've heard other coaches at smallish, not, not St. Louis use small, but smaller programs, not Blue Bloods, basically. Their argument is if we take away that initial signing day period, the early one, that just gives these bigger schools that much more time yeah. to kind of get to a kid, if you will. I don't know if that means legally or illegally in the recruiting matters, but it just gives those bigger programs that much more of a chance to steal from the smaller schools, which there is some truth to that. But at the same time, those guys are – if they're going to get poached by the big school, they probably are going to do it before the uh, initial signing day. I like that. I've heard this toss around either the idea of having like a July signing period. I think, I think a July makes the most sense. Or some have even thought said like, why is there need to be like, why you could have like a One day. You, know, you go from like July to like October and like a kid can just sign anytime in that period. I don't see why you not like, why does there need to be, three or four day period where they have to sign, but I don't know. Um, okay. Let's look at some of these other bowl games. Uh, so doing, or we didn't even talk about the peach bowl. I, that's not, I guess I, I, I honestly don't know. You taking away. I'll take, one. I'll take Michigan state. Yeah. You lose I think so too. You, yeah. You take away a quarterback and yeah, I'll go with Michigan state so, too. But. Somebody who makes that many plays, like he's touching the ball every single play. Like, yeah. Yeah, I would lean towards Michigan State too. If if Pitt was playing, Pitt would have torn up that Michigan State. Uh, Agreed. Defense, but yeah, Agreed. I agree. Michigan State. All right, uh, Outback Bowl, Arkansas and Penn State. We'll touch on this quickly. Uh, I love Arkansas here. I don't think Penn State's going to think their offense stinks. I think Arkansas will slow them down, and I think they're just a lot more efficient offensively. Uh, they're more physical too. Yeah, I yeah I like Arkansas here pretty handily. Agreed. Citrus Bowl, Iowa, and Kentucky. Uh, this game might be seven to, to six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Final. This might be either the most entertaining game, depending on how you watch football and like to watch football, or the worst game of all time. My grandpa would love this game. Uh, <laughs> this is, there's going to be some guys that get – they might have – we might have all 22 guys in the box on a couple of different plays. Yeah. Yeah, if, I mean, this is another one. If, it, Iowa at all comes down to turnovers. If they – if they win the yeah. turnover battle, they'll probably win. If not, they'll probably lose. I think Kentucky having an established running back like Rodriguez, though, I think they're going to need to lean on that uh, and really try to avoid throwing the ball as much as possible. If they can establish the run game, which I think they will, uh, I like I like Kentucky. I'll take Kentucky as well just because, I mean, as we know, Iowa is just so re- reliant on turning the ball over, but – yeah, probably not a lot of points in this one. All right, Ruley. The tradition of every ten years, poked going to the Fiesta Bowl continues. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you t- take this one. What? What's I was thinking the about it. Outlook? I was thinking about it earlier today. Yeah, it's ten years. It's funny because it took a once in a decade defense this time, and the last time it was a once in a decade offense. So I think ten years from now it's going to be a once in a decade team. And it's just the team is going to be that good. We might win the national championship. I'll probably take a future on OSU to win the Natty in 2032. Um, Notre Dame's had some opt-outs. Kyle Hamilton, the most notable, and he's damn good. He's probably going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. So that helps. I think they're going to come out fired up to play for Marcus Freeman though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they seem to like him and they like the hire. I, I don't know how many of their guys have truly transferred or, or entered the portal or opted out. Um, but I know it's more than what we have going on. I don't think they're going to score a lot of points on us. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I know Noel's departed, but I think the staff's going to be able to throw a good enough game plan together um, and call the right plays, but you still got our, our whole defense is still here for this one. I Notre Dame never really showed me too much in the regular season on offense. I mean, I could be blinded, but I mean, you guys might have watched them more than I did. But every time I tuned into them on Saturdays, they weren't just lighting up the scoreboard. 
if Spencer Sanders can just throw three picks, not even not even four, just two two. If he can throw, if he throws two picks, we, I think we can we can win the game. Notre Dame is about Baylor's level, though, to me. It, it, I agree. I don't even know. If Which I don't even know if they're Baylor level. I I don't think they're that great. Um, it's a little odd this game being at noon. I feel like is the Fiesta Bowl only at night. Yeah, yeah, I that's never... what I thought. I didn't know if I was wrong or they just gave. They wanted to give OSU the <laughs> shit spot, which it yeah, is I can't ever remember of, this game being it. Because Rose Bowl is always at, in the afternoon, and then mm-hmm. the Fiesta Bowl is always at night. So, yeah, um, that is what it is. But I, I don't know where you guys stand. I think OSU is going to win. I don't know about handily, but I do think they're going to beat them. Um, what I think, what's the spreader? OSU is a dog, I think. I think they're a two point dog or something, two and a half. Yeah, so I, I'll probably take OSU money line because I, I ride for the brand, as yeah. Mike Holder would say. But uh, yeah, I think OSU wins. I'm gonna hammer OSU money line. I, I think Notre, if you look at the Notre Dame, like if you just purely look at box scores, you'll see Notre Dame had, has had some good offensive games, but they haven't, like the, the few good defenses they played, they struggled they scored 13 on Cincinnati they did score 41 on Wisconsin but that was only because of a kick return and a bunch of turnovers yeah like a fumble I think they might have had like a scooping score or something yeah and their 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 offensive line hasn't been very good this year I think that Rodriguez Martin those guys are going to get after Cone or whoever's playing quarterback for Notre Dame because that was kind of a circus for them all season this is an awesome I think this is a great opportunity for OSU you have a chance to play number five team in the country Notre Dame one of the bluest of blue bloods and I think OSU is a better team. I don't think we've never we've never played Notre Dame. Also, too, this first time in school history. Wow. And yeah, so Notre Dame, like you said, has some opt outs. You take away Hamilton, the Notre Dame strength of their defense. You take away their best their player. Best, yeah. I just don't. I mean, I'm shocked that the spread is the way it is. Um, I agree with you. I love, 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 love the Pokes easily. I mean, I think Pokes win maybe by double, double digits here. Yeah, it's. Got to be Spencer Sanders, the the one we saw. Um, if we even just get the bedlam, Spencer Sanders, he did what yeah. two picks that game? That, yeah, that's you know, good enough to get the, the job done. Well. Yeah, he made good plays with his with his legs and and made some some wise throws in that, some good throws in that bedlam game. If we get that, Spencer Sanders, I I don't think this should be a problem for OSU. Not yeah, not having Hamilton on the back end has to be a great feeling. He's that he's that yeah, and he's that good too. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's going to be a top three or four pick in the draft. He's insane. So, yeah, that's a de- – I mean, I, he, that's the type of guy that – I mean, that's a huge, huge loss. Who's – does OSU have any opt-outs? No. Just uh, the, the – we've had three enter the transfer portal – or four enter the portal. Two three of them are suiting up, and one is already gone. So. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm excited for that game. Yeah, me too. Uh. Big opportunity for the folks for sure. Uh, Rose Bowl, Ohio State, Utah, kind of similar to the OSU Notre Dame game. Utah, I don't know if they have any opt outs. Ohio State has several. You got both star star receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, uh, star offensive tackle, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, and then uh, stud defensive lineman Haskell Garrett all out. Uh, and Utah. I've heard there's going to be 60,000 Utah fans traveling. Yeah, they sold I, – I read something. They sold out of their allotment for tickets in, like, less than a day. Yeah. I mean, this is the biggest game in, in Utah history. I mean, they beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in like 10 years ago. But – so, I guess this is one of the very biggest – I mean, they, they won the, the Pac-12. Pac uh, they hand, handed it to Oregon twice. Ohio State shorthanded. Ohio State – Against good teams, they struggle. I think Utah is severely underrated here. I love love Utah to, to not not necessarily to win, but to cover. I, is the spread still seven? Uh, it's down to four and a half on my uh, yeah. site. Yeah, yeah, I figured that that could happen. I still like Utah a lot. I think there's a good chance they're going outright, win outright once they uh, uh, once rising started playing quarterback for the Utes. Things really changed. That Tavion Thomas, TJ Pledger running the ball really well. And that defense is just super aggressive. Morgan Scally and uh, Whittingham just always have have really really good defenses. So I think Ohio State's gonna. I mean, they 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 still have really good players, but when you take away those two 
star receivers and offensive tackle, I think they're going to struggle a little bit uh, more than usual, especially playing a defense the caliber of Utah. And I think there's a good chance Utah's going to win this one outright. Also, when the give a shit meter um, oh, dips yeah. closer to zero, that certainly is is a problem. I I, I kind of like Utah outright as well. Yeah, I mean, this just game means so much more more to Utah. First ever Rose Bowl, you know, Ohio State. Yeah, if anything, I like Utah uh, first half. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but they're going to come out so far. I guess it's only yeah. three points. So you might as well take the full game. But, um, yeah, I, I think Utah is definitely going to come out a little more fired up than Ohio State. And I think we're, we're forgetting Ohio State's defense didn't all of a sudden get no. um, super good. Like, it's still pretty mediocre for the most part. Right. I, I Knowles think... hasn't had a chance to get in there yet. He will eventually, <laughs> but he hadn't yet. That's terrifying. The thought of Ohio State having Jim Knowles. Him getting to have those those athletes in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be – what that was a big-time hire for, for Ohio State. Yeah, 100 or $1.8 million hire. So. All right, let's go final New Year's Six Bowl game here. Sugar Bowl, Ole Miss and Baylor. I go been going back and forth in this one. Really, what do you think? I think Baylor's going to throttle them. I'm saying that, yeah, probably just like Big 12 bias, but I wait, do we know? I I do want to retract real quick. Do we know who's playing quarterback for Baylor? Uh, I believe uh, I saw Aranda said that Bohannon has, was looking good throwing the ball. I know he's been throwing it. I don't know if okay. they officially made that decision, though. I still think Baylor's going to win. Um, I, I truly don't know which Baylor quarterback I actually like better, but Ole Miss's defense is just – it's not, like, great, but it's its solid. Mm-hmm. This could end up being the best game of the day, though. Yeah. This one's pretty evenly matched, but I think Baylor's going to win the game. Yeah, I'm leaning towards towards Ole Miss. I think when you know, Matt Corral's playing and he is really locked in for this one, they keep asking him, like, Corral's probably going to be a first-round pick and why my play? And he just said, like, hey, like, I want to play with my guys. If You know, if it costs me – if I get injured and cost me money, so be it. That was meant to be. I believe Levy's going to be back, so calling the plays. They show a full staff. Um, but you're right. This one could go either way. Baylor's going to – I mean, ba- this could be a tough matchup over Ole Miss. I mean – Baylor's physical. They, yeah, they're physical. They can keep the Ole Miss. You know, they're the t- – Ole Miss, would, you'd almost rather be playing another high-powered, spread-it-out offense where it's kind of a shootout. And you just keep going back and forth, and their offense touches the ball a lot. Uh, like you um, see, especially in the SEC like this year. Uh, but uh, Baylor is going to do the opposite of that. They're going to try to con- control the clock. The Ole Miss defense, like you said, they're not as bad as they've been. Um, they're, that's going to be the key to the game. If the Ole Miss defense can get stops, and if they can stop the run, uh, they're going to win the game. If not, I, I go Baylor. But I do think their defense is improved enough, and I don't know – I do love the Baylor run game, but I don't know if they have the explosiveness um, to be able to create big plays if they get down, because uh, Ole Miss is going to score some points. Uh, if, if Ole Miss gets up, I think it could be a, a tough uphill battle for, battle for Baylor, so I'm going to go with, with Ole Miss, but I agree. I think this could be a really, really good game. All right, let's just make picks on I'm gonna, these other games. No analysis or anything. Uh, pinstripe, Bowl, Maryland, Vautech. I'm going Maryland. I'm going to go with Vautech. All right, battle of the Carolinas and the Dukes Mayo Bowl, South Carolina uh, versus North Carolina. I'm, I think, I think Sam Howell's playing. I should have checked that. Cox, uh, Cox, anyways. Yeah, you've been, you've been Cox all year. <laughs> I got to gotta finish strong. But and, and now you next year you'll have your sooner yeah, Hall of Famer Spencer Rattler first ballot. Yeah, with the Gamecocks. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm good. An idiot. Why do I not know this? Sam Howell's playing or not? I think he is. God, that guy really fell off. You talking about Spencer Rattler lost a lot. If Howell has another year of eligibility, I don't see why he shouldn't come. I'm going North Carolina. I think Howell's playing. I I think they finished strong. I think that Sam Howell, like I think he's really really good. I just think that he didn't have pieces around him. Like it would like when you watch him play, like he does some pretty crazy stuff, and he can carry. Yeah, and then he does, and then he does some some pretty bad stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's he has a lot of ability, but he sometimes, I think, thinks that he's that it's high school football still, and he can just do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Music City Bowl, Tennessee, and Purdue. I really, 
I like Purdue a lot here. I'll take Purdue. Ooh. I just love that passing attack and I and against the Josh Heifel defense. I, I, I'll take Purdue as well. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. So I'd, uh, I'll probably yeah, take oh, yeah. over. Oh, the over over's got to be high on this deal. Uh, it's 65. So, yeah. Oh, I love if that. You want some, if you want something fun, yeah. Go ahead yeah. And take that. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin, and Arizona State. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I just think there's a lot of crap going on at Arizona State. I don't know. Know how ready they're going to be for this one. I'll take Wisconsin as well. Their defense is pretty legit right now. The last-minute impromptu Sun Bowl, Washington State, was supposed to be facing Miami. Instead, they're playing Central Michigan uh, after the Barstool Bowl was canceled. Uh, Central Michigan making that short trip from Tucson to El Paso. Uh, I mean, Washington State had a pretty banner year after Rolovich got fired for the COVID deal. I mean, they just got better and better throughout the year. Uh, Dickey, their new head coach, really impressed me. I, I like Washington State here, but, I mean, I won't lo- it, neither team had a lot of time to prepare, so I don't really know. But well, I like Washington State. Wait, who do you like? Washington. I like Washington State. Yeah, I'll I'll lean Washington State as well. The MAC right. is pretty uninspiring. That does suck. Um, Big Cat was going to jump out of an airplane. Barstool Big Cat was going to jump out. He was going to actually jump out. Well, was he going to actually do it? I think they said yeah, he's he too was too heavy. He was going to jump out, but. They couldn't do it in the stadium, so he was gonna like they were gonna record it the day before and broadcast it during the game. But they're would doing, have like, been hilarious, field. yeah. And he would have sang the national anthem. Like, uh, it would have been hilarious. So I would have kind of sucked. Yeah, that got into the stadium. Yeah, and I'll say, and I love Barstool. I love all those the Barstool guys. But that was funny after the Barstool game when Prez was like tweeting at uh, Washington State football. Pull your players. They'd rather come play in the Barstool Bowl rather than Sun Bowl, which maybe the players would, but there's like a $3 million difference in payouts between the two. You know, Sun Bowl is a, a New Year's Day, like traditional New Year's Day game where they pay each team three and a half million bucks and bar schools like on New Year's Eve while the college football playoff games are being played, streamed on YouTube, and they get paid three. Yeah, it's just, oh, wow. By the way, I, I'm doubling down on my Utah pick. Um, I just sent you guys the jerseys they are wearing. Oh, they're sick. Phenom- phenomenal jerseys. I think they're going to end up winning by a touchdown, though. I'm so mad that I, I was texting one of my friends uh, like oh, wow. three or four weeks ago, and they were like, right when the bowl games were announced. And the, I think it, that game, that Utah game started at seven-point spread, and then it dropped quickly to six and a half. I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait and see if it gets back to seven, which I grabbed. I guess there's not between six and a half and four and a half. I'll still take take utah for sure yeah but those uniforms are sweet it reminds me not to get too far up talking when tcu with andy dalton the quarterback played in the rose bowl might have been against wisconsin actually yeah they had um the horn frog had a little rose in his mouth and they had like the red accent i think that might have been one of the first times they they started adding red to the jerseys they were just sick uniforms in the rose bowl though you've got to whip out your best stuff for the rose bowl there's yes, not absolutely. there's not a better setting in sports. Like, the, well, uh, I, remember, I remember Oregon got clowned yes. a little bit for there, oh. but then you're like, but then you're like, wait, you can see the that was until the sun started going down. It's oh, like, I know. oh, you can see the entire sunset in their helmet. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Man, the Rose Bowl. I, I know Parker, you've gone. I don't know about you really, but I wish I went to that OU. As heartbreaking as it was, I wish mm-hmm. I went to the OU Georgia one. I want to go to the Rose Bowl for sure one day. I've been to Yeah, that's up there. I've been to three games in that stadium. And only one – one was a Rose Bowl, two were UCLA games. And at yeah. UCLA games are, are – I mean, just being – that stadium is just awesome. So, just being in it's cool. But the Rose Bowl, man, it's just – Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was – even though the Sooners lost, that would be – I'll never – I mean, that, it was yeah. so much fun until the end. Um, all right. Let's – oh, last bowl game here. The weird Texas Bowl, which is for some reason on January 4th, like way after all the other non-playoff – play before everything besides the national championship uh lsu and k-state uh if you can think like i feel like lsu could be the definition of just not like there is no way they're going to care about this game at all and i i love k-state i yeah give give me the, right give me the hawks you, every man a while I'll, I'll take the uh i'll take the uh corn fed kansas boys you know <laughs> over the guys from lsu that probably don't give a 
flying after that was canceled. Yeah. Yeah, every man's a wildcat. I didn't I, I didn't I, even know about January fourth. Now even more. Really? You just boggled my mind. I never knew that email stood stood for every man's wildcat. Every no, it, yeah, it's just every no, it's not even man's. It's every man a wildcat. Wow. I'm it's also the just bad grammar, America. but it's an it's an awesome saying. Yeah, that is. That not is. Really, Hey, <laughs> the good people, man. Hey, then they're nice people. They're great folks. Except man, for like, and except underrated for the, too. the the one guy at our, we went to a basketball game my freshman year of college up there, and um, we didn't stand for Coach Snyder quickly enough. So some K State fan turned around and told us to get the fuck up, like said that <laughs> to our faces. And we were just like, "What?" And he goes, "Coach Snyder's up there. Get up!" And so we stood up and started clapping. Hey, like, you got right. in line, and, and then we drew the Wabash Cannonball. We did not do that. We refused. Yeah, but it's nice middle, because when you're go ahead. You're when you're on a when you're at a road game, obviously home teams at the line, it's dead silent in there. And so I got to use um I got to pull out the one liner. I got I screamed Michael Beasley was a bust and the kid missed and I just got a bunch of eyeballs. The guy in front of us was so disgusted he moved. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like I've gone to a couple of Bedlam basketball games in Stillwater and you'll see like you're like that one OU fan like Boomer during the free throw. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did that at Bedlam basketball too. Trey Young at the line. Not to be rude, it was when you guys squibbed it to Georgia. Mm-hmm. I yelled, "Shouldn't have squibbed it!" And then I got some eyes for that one too. So I just kind of <laughs> sat back down quietly. But I got him pretty uh, good. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up here with really what what we've all been waiting for: college football playoffs. Uh, you got the Cotton Bowl with number one Alabama and number four Cincinnati, first group of five team in the playoffs. And you've got uh, that Michigan-Georgia 2-3 game in the Orange Bowl. So let's start with the 2-30 kick in Arlington, Tide and Bearcats. Man, what an opportunity for Cincinnati here. Uh, all the you know hype, momentum, everyone's going to be probably picking Bama in this one. Bama big probably after you know the way they rolled Georgia. And understandably, I mean, they made that Georgia defense, which is I mean, one of the better defenses I can remember, look silly. They are going to be without Mechie, uh, which I think is significant. And the thing to me that stands out, because Cincinnati is another team that uh, is the strength of their team is their defense. Ritter and the offense is good. Jerome Ford's had an awesome season. The strength of that team is the defense. And the thing that gives me some, some optimism that Cincinnati can hang around here is that the strength of the Georgia defense is the run defense. And Alabama's run game is not that, not elite. The, the strength of the Cincinnati defense is on the outside of the cornerbacks. So I don't – I'm not – actually, I do well say I think Cincinnati's corners and defensive backs are better than what, what Georgia has. So I think that if Cincinnati is able to match up with those receivers and not having Mechie, I think it's going to be big. If you can put on – I mean, if you can put Sauce Gardner on – on uh, uh, Williamson, I think that's going to be a great matchup. I think Gardner's a better player than Williamson, uh, as good as Williamson is. Uh, and force Bama to run the ball, which they've been really, really inconsistent all year. They couldn't run it against AM. They couldn't run it, run it against Florida. So if you force them to run the ball, if they're not, you know, have receivers running wild, I think Cincinnati's going to hang in. Uh, you know, that's easy to say. That's easier said than done. This is still Nick Saban, Alabama in the playoffs. Uh, but really, do you have a spread on this pulled up? I know it was like 13, 13 and a half. I, last I saw it was 13 and a half. Yeah, it's 13 and a half. I'm just waiting. I, I'm waiting for this. If this gets above 14, I'm taking some. I'm, yeah. I, 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 dude, listening to Feinbaum today, just for a brief moment, having those morons that he has call in. <laughs> Good God. It, I, I want Cincinnati. I mean, everybody wants Cincinnati, what I think, but I, it's like swaying my opinion on this game that I think Cincinnati can maybe win just pure out of spite for how ignorant these Alabama fans sound when they call in. If this number does get above, I don't know if Cincinnati can actually win the football game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer um, than a lot of these Bama fans do believe. I had well, one guy called in there today said they're going to win by four touchdowns. Get the hell out of here. They're not going to win by four touchdowns. They might maybe win by two. But if it does get a, if it somehow moves above fourteen, then um, I think that's the play. 
Alabama wins, but I think it's going to be closer than um, the experts, if you will. I completely. I think it's going to be. I think. I. I think Cincinnati comes out, get put to scare on Bama. I think this is a four four quarter game. I do agree. I think this is Alabama, the most talented team in the country with the best coach of all time. So I'm not going to bet against them. To I don't no, you don't get rich, but. At the same time, if Alabama, we've seen them come out flat a couple times. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Texas A&M with a third-string quarterback. They're beatable. Yeah, everyone. think it happened. People have such short-term memories. You're everyone's going to be thinking about that Georgia game, but they were bad against a and They were bad against Florida, who was horrible. They were they snuck out against or snuck a win out against Arkansas, who's they barely beat good. Auburn. They went 98 to beat Auburn, so it's like. Yeah, and Cincinnati's significantly better than all of those teams. So, yeah, I mean, so, I think – I mean, we're going to find out what Ritter's made of because if there's been an Alabama pass defense that's been vulnerable, it's this one. It's one of the worst Saban pass defenses I can remember. I just honestly – as good, I love Cincinnati because of their defense. I don't think Desmond Ritter's anything special. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Um, but KJ Jefferson threw for like 300 yards against Alabama. So if uh, Cincinnati is going to have to develop a run game with Jerome Ford, former Alabama running back, uh, and if they can do that and get some one-on-one matchups with Alec Pierce, uh, some of those, uh, and some of the other Cincinnati receivers and give the, uh, Ritter the opportunity to make plays, there's, I think they could, they, they could win. I don't think they're going to, but I think they could, could win. I don't, but I mean, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'm, my, my pick is Alabama, but um, yeah, me too. About a touchdown or a field goal. Me too. I'm taking Alabama, but I'll be the first to say it wouldn't be the most surprising thing to see Cincinnati win this game. All right. And then the other game, which I'm pretty excited about, I don't know. Uh, number t- or two seed Michigan versus three Georgia. I don't think either team is going to move the ball very well against each other. Michigan's strength is their run game compared to Alabama. So Alabama, you know, if anyone's wondering if the Georgia Demons is overrated, I don't think it is. I just think Alabama offense or weapons were elite. Michigan doesn't have that a receiver. Their receivers receiving depth is thin. Haskin and Corum run game is really good, but I mean they're going to be running right into Jordan Davis in the thick of that Georgia defense. I don't think they're going to have much success on the ground. Georgia is going to try to pound the rock. Stetson Bennett's clearly the kind of the weakness of that offense. And if Michigan or Michigan would love to have Stetson Bennett drop back 35 times, let Hutchinson and that elite Michigan pass rush get, get after him. Uh, I love, I I said, I love teams like 10 times today. So I'm going to, I like, uh, I like Georgia here, and I think I like him to cover. My, I am interested to see if this game gets – if it's close or if Georgia gets down and they're not moving the ball. Do we see JT Daniels at some point? I mean, he's, I think, yeah. a significantly more talented quarterback. And it comes down to it. Kirby Smart with quarterbacks has, has screwed it before. You know, he kept Fromm in when he had uh, Justin Fields on the bench. Uh is he going to once again leave the more talented guy on the bench? Uh, I don't think they're going to be in that position this game. They could if they have a potential rematch with Alabama but uh, or Cincinnati, I guess. Uh, but I, I, like, I like Georgia. I don't think they're going to get in that situation, but that's kind of one thing I'll be watching for is if they are, will they make an adjustment? You can, and you can't be afraid to. Nick Saban showed us that when he benched Jalen Hurts for yeah. uh, Tua a true freshman in that scenario, but I do like Georgia. I think Michigan, um, their quarterback play can be a little underwhelming at times. Same as Georgia, but um, they're obviously they're really good at running the football. Right. And like we said earlier, Georgia's rush defense is the best or one of the best in the country. So yeah. it just yeah. seems like uh, their weaknesses kind of, I, I not necessarily that, but I, I do think Georgia, they're going to be a little more de- – not more determined, that's a bad way to put it, but um, the idea of getting to play Alabama, hopefully that's not a look ahead for them. 
But I, I do think Georgia wins. Seven and a half is kind of a tricky number. I probably wouldn't touch either way. Because there's there, there in yeah. my opinion, there's no time where this game could go. If that got under if it if last minute the money's all coming in on Michigan and it got under seven, I'd strongly consider might, Georgia. Yeah, I would too in, in that scenario, but but I don't um, think it will. This game's more of a crapshoot than the other one, though, to me. I agree. I agree. I'm much more excited about the other game. What about yeah? What just at the idea of Cincinnati beating Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, I I I'll, I agree with that as well. What? Okay, so we both. I think we both think we're going to end up with a SEC championship rematch in the national championship, which would be. I don't want that at all. What what game do you so? I think we both agree on what we think will happen. What national championship do you want to happen? Like, do you, we? I think we both. Oh, I I would love it for I'd love it to be Michigan Cincinnati, and then I would I would honestly I. Here's the thing about Cincinnati winning as a guy who's going to cheer for a, a school that's in the conference they're going to be coming into. I don't really want Cincinnati to win a national championship. I think I, Michigan winning doesn't really hurt my school's position very much. Um, same with Georgia or Alabama, I guess. But um, I think my ideal champion would be Michigan, just because they're they're kind of like a little brother. They're a blue blood little brother, but they're a little brother. Yeah, pretty crazy that they were unranked in the preseason. Yeah, which is insane. I mean, yeah. they're still Michigan. They still have four stars out there. Yeah. But I think a Bama yeah. Michigan national championship would be cool. It'd be a very That'd be good. cool display on the TV. Yeah, what? those are those are two big yeah. brands right two there. Two sexy that's, uniforms that is, right there. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's that is true. See, I, I would, think I would be. A, I wouldn't mind okay Cincinnati Georgia national title with. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome to see Cincinnati beat Bama in Georgia. Is that and how I, they played last year in a bowl game with Georgia? Yeah, I remember Georgia won like a last second field goal in the Peach Bowl. Cincinnati should have won yeah. the game. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so man, pretty crazy that we are already to the college football playoffs. I hope we have two good games because especially in that Cincinnati Alabama game, the one four matchups yeah. over the years have been eh. bad. Yeah, real bad. And OU is the victim of many of those. <laughs> it's not I mean you did run into a buzzsaw in the, the LSU one, yeah. That, yeah, that was, nobody was nobody was sniffing those guys, so it is what it is. No, not one bit. All right. Anyone have uh you guys any other football thoughts before we close close up here? Uh kind of weird. Jay Orville takes the Colorado State job. Yeah, inner conference. I think Nevada has like no money to spend. I mean, I think it's like Colorado State. Something. I think Colorado has a new stadium. I think they're paying a lot more. But yeah, I mean, that's weird. I like Norvell. It... I think Norvell's a good football mind. I think he's kind of an odd cat, though. I just don't know if he would. Fit. That's an odd. See, that to me, that's lateral, especially in conference. I I don't know. Maybe it's Carson Strong's leaving, and he knows um, what the cupboard's got, and it ain't a whole lot at quarterback, especially. So he's like, hey, I'll, now's the time. But I I do question the move a little bit. Yeah, I don't like any coach moving to a school within conference, but I do think Colorado State does have a lot more resources. But, yeah, kind of an odd deal. I'm wondering – I think he was – I wonder if he thought, you know, he was kind of ready to move on. He thought he'd have opportunities, and he didn't get the Power 5 opportunities he hoped, and he just wanted to get out of Reno. Yeah, yeah. Which I've been to Reno. I would not blame anyone for wanting to move from there. (laughs) they, like, they had to move practice a bunch. I don't think it was this season. I think it was last season. They had to move practice over to uh, Stanford and Palo Alto because of all the, the fires, and they don't have a – and they don't have an indoor facility, which they desperately need. Oh, no so, way. Yeah. Like, I think – and he complained about – like, I think he was, like, pushing for them to build an indoor football facility, and they weren't, like, making any sort of effort to. So that might have had something to do with it as well. So, like, the, the the guys on the team, when they're practicing, they were just doing online school, basically, from a hotel. And I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Well, n- nothing like, uh, you know, wrapping up with a little a little Nevada football talk there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That just uh, stood out to me when I was watching that. Yeah, no. In Detroit, I thought it was weird, too, and I saw that, too. But. Oh, I will. Before we finish up, uh, we'll post something on Twitter about when we come out with the next episode, but it might not be. Maybe later next week after, because that game's on the fourth. 
at LSU game. So maybe later next week we'll, we'll come out with our episode before the national championship. And with the schedule, obviously dwindling down, we'll, I don't know if it'll be every Tuesday or whatever, but if anyone's wondering where the episode is or wondering at any times, we'll be, we'll post stuff on Twitter and Instagram. So. Yeah. So now, now just like Clint said, we'll put, probably put something out middle late next week with the championship coming on the 10th, Monday, the 10th. Uh, and then after that, probably really, you know, we'll keep, keep doing off season college football stuff, but definitely be talking college hoops because, uh, conference play starting up like right now so uh looking forward to that um as always follow us on twitter at fifth year podcast and on instagram at the fifth year podcast uh like rate subscribe on apple podcast we're also on spotify um and yeah really really excited about the playoffs uh and seeing who's going to be the uh square seeing who's going to end up squaring off for national title uh have a great weekend and a great new year